Alabama coach. What, what, what? It'd be Dan Marino, Zach Thomas, Jason Taylor in that exact order. What an opportunity to play. And the Jets are giving me an opportunity to play. I put a Lindo Mari up there before I like Ricky Williams. Just before Dolphins training camp this past July, he turned his back on all of it and ruined the Dolphins' entire season. No question about it. I am ready to get hurt again. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, Dolphin fans of all ages, welcome to the Batter Fins Fans Podcast. I am your host, the Bearded Fanatic. That is my co-host, Daniel G, the Battered Fan CEO himself. Ladies and gentlemen, we're approaching the thick, the thick of our schedule. But before we start talking about that, Danny, as always, how the hell are we doing? I'm doing good. I'm kind of excited. I mean... Before the season started, we said these last three weeks were the pivotal weeks of the Dolphins' schedule, right. and it's here. It's this is the fun time of the year, and uh, we neighbor. got a little yeah, there you go, a a little visitor. Yeah. yeah, but the fun time of the year is here. Yeah, it is. And by the way, happy holidays, Merry Christmas, Happy Hanukkah to everybody that's listening or watching live or recapping the review. Right, Happy Kwanzaa. We want to make sure that you guys all have an amazing holiday season with your loved ones, friends, and family. But Danny, before we start getting into what's going to be one of the, I don't want to say toughest games, because it's definitely going to be an exciting game as far as an opponent goes. I've had you, you watch. say toughest? I'll tell you why when we get into okay. it. I'll tell you okay. why when we get into it. All right. But I've had you watch the last couple of episodes of Hard Knocks. Now, me personally, me personally, I thoroughly enjoyed all of them so far, obviously, not just because I'm a Dolphins fan, but I think it's been good content from Anthony Campanelli to Mike McDaniel to Tua Tonga Vailo to Tyreek Hill, Jalen Waddle, Jalen Phillips, Christian Wilkins and Zach Zeeler and their and their salt and chemistry, pepper. salt yeah. and pepper, Oreo, whatever you want to call them. It's been an exciting thing, but I think this past episode for me, Mike McDaniel being in the office already at 4.47 in the morning. Nobody knows if he went home. He may have just gone straight to work immediately after the Titans lost. But just the ownership that he took, the ownership that Tua took, the ownership that the team took for that, we'll call it what it is, a devastating loss on Monday Night Football, embarrassment, whatever whatever adjective you want to use there. Mm -hmm. I thoroughly enjoyed the ownership that they all took on this episode. What were your thoughts? Well... I've always told you that I kind of wonder the way Mike McDaniel is in the locker room. And that's why it's so awesome that we finally had hard knocks because you finally get that inside look at Mike McDaniel. And although he's not the rip you a new one type of coach, I do like the way he, he goes about his business. He takes accountability. He's very straightforward with what he's talking about. He said, this is something that not everybody's going to do, but let's do it. Let's do it for the next 20 minutes. Then we move on. And I, I really liked it. You know, he's like, Tua, this is, this was a horrible throw, but it's on me. I put you in right. a horrible position. So I really liked the way he took accountability. He wasn't really mincing words. And um, man, I, I look, I, Mike McDaniel, he, I mean, obviously as an offensive mastermind, in my opinion, Smart. was already winning me over. But getting to watch him finally behind the scenes, it's it's really cool to watch him, man. He, 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 the Dolphin fans are, are lucky to have Mike McDaniel as their coach. I know there's certain things that obviously pull your heartstrings like being a girl dad and he does it very well. He is yeah. a big infamous girl dad, but that ownership video. And like you said, he's like, look, I know, I know the attention span of most of you guys in here. So we are not going to milk how bad we were on Monday night football, uh-huh. 20 minutes. Let's get it in. Let's That's see what it. we did. Right. Let's, because look, he even called um, Xavier Howard out. 
he even said, look, this is a play that this Pro Bowler usually doesn't make, but he's trying to take it. He's trying to take the opportunity to make a game-winning play, play. Mm -hmm. and this is why he got beat. So, again, I could appreciate how hardcore they went over all of that. But any final thoughts itself on Hard Knocks itself? Are you enjoying – because obviously you got to see your New York yeah. Jets earlier this season – do you see much of it? I think Hard Knocks always puts on a good show no matter who the team is. Uh, yeah, I was about to say, I, I enjoy that show no matter who it is. Now, I don't go out of my way to watch it a lot of times if I forget when it's somebody right. else's team. But watching the Jets earlier this year and watching the Dolphins now, they just do such an amazing job. Even the narrator just gets me going when I hear his voice. Fair comparison. Well, not even a fair comparison. I guess give me a comparison on your thoughts of not your team. Obviously, I'm not going to go that. Just yeah. the difference in coaching staff from what you saw in Hard Knocks on the Jets one and what you see now with our linebackers coach, Wes Welker, and Mike McDaniel. Do you see, like, which coaching room you like better, or do you prefer to stick with the Robert it's, Sala and the way he approaches the game? To, to me, it's hard to say because I feel like coaches look a little different in season when they're reviewing an actual game that mattered. Yeah. Other than when it's preseason and they kind of don't want to give up too much in front of the cameras maybe. And That's true. They That's just true. Were, That's a good point. They didn't have too much to talk about. All they did was just gush about Aaron Rodgers and how happy they are to have him. And that lasted four snaps. So <laughs> there we are. So it's hard to prepare. This is the first get, time that they do it in season, right? Yes. I can still hear the batteredness in your voice, by the way. I could yeah. hear – I said yeah, it only lasted four snaps. You could hear the batteredness in his voice when he said that. Mm -hmm. But let's go ahead, Danny, and move on over – to the Dallas Cowboys. Now, a lot of talk this week, ever since we beat the Jets and ever since they lost to the Buffalo Bills, it has been a the cupcakes of the north or about <laughs> to meet the cupcakes of the of the of the south, even yeah. though you know they literally just play across the pond from us. Right. Um I I, I saw a video today and I want to play yeah. this video for because you know how much I love Emmanuel Acho. I know you're and obsessed. I, and I, and I want, he has your name. It is because he has my name, but I love the way he articulates things and us, both of us being that we could be very honest about our teams when they're good and they're bad. I think that this video hits closer home. So people, if you're watching, people, if you're listening, just take your dolphin blinders off if you haven't seen this video already. So, Danny, I want to play it for you. He's very well spoken. I enjoy listening to him speak also. Very well spoken. Yeah. And I want to play it for you. And you just tell me what you think after. Let's do it. For my money, have more at stake, and it's simple. Mm. The Dolphins are currently 0-3 versus teams with the winning record. You lose to the Cowboys, you go to 0-4 versus teams with the winning record. Since 2000, the turn of the century, no team has won a Super Bowl without beating a team with a winning record during the regular season. If you lose to four teams with winning records, how in God's name can I imagine that you will beat four teams mm. with winning records in route to a Super Bowl? Because you got to go the wild card, divisional, championship, and then Super Bowl. Dolphins have to make a statement. There is no way, at least through 15 weeks of the season and 16 weeks of the season, that I can believe the Dolphins will go on to win a Super True. Bowl if they can't beat a team with a winning record in the regular season. I understand they got two more games after the game versus the Cowboys, but if you start 0-4... First teams with the winning record, I can't take you as Super Bowl legitimate. No. And, and what he goes to say right there, Danny, and Dolphin fans, don't take this as a diss. I'm just spitting what the facts are. Now, let me go ahead as the resident Dolphin fan. I had no issue with what he's saying. Now, mind you, if we're going to dissect it from 1 to 10, let's dissect the first one. That no team since the Super Bowl era has gone ahead. He's, he says since the year 2000. All right, so the year 2000 and has gone. You know why I know that? I'm sorry to interrupt you. Do you know how yeah. I know that? Because the 72 Dolphins, I believe, 
didn't beat anybody over 500 during the regular season, but they still managed to win the Super Bowl that year. That's fair. So I'm glad that we, we're representing this scale one way or another. The reason I don't have a problem with that is because sometimes, Danny, something mm-hmm. has never happened, and then here comes the team, whether it's NFL, NBA, whatever, they do that it. they do the unthinkable or they do what's never done before. The only way that could happen is by going out there and doing it. Mm-hmm. His second point, he has a hard time trusting that this is a Super Bowl caliber team if we go and lose to the Dallas Cowboys. And by the way, I don't know if everybody saw there, we're only a one-and-a-half-point favorite at home. And mind you, this Dolphins team has been very dominant at home. But, Danny, you have the Dallas Cowboys who come in that are ranked 7th in yards per play. They average um, their ninth overall in opposing yards per play. Their third down conversion is basically around 50%. Opponent's third down conversion is 7. Uh, they're ranked 17. So, yeah, they give, up a, they give up a few third down conversions, but they're still middle of the pack. When you look at this Dallas Cowboys team, this is a very good team that's coming into Hard Rock Stadium. The reason I said before, and I'm going to let you digest what he said, I'm going to let you digest everything I'm saying now, the reason I don't consider them the toughest opponent is because even if we lose to them, Danny, we don't have to see them again potentially until the Super Bowl if that's where they make it and that's where we make it. For me, the toughest matchup is the Baltimore Ravens. I've been saying this since the beginning of the season. I've said that every single week because of how well the Baltimore Ravens are playing. But that's, for me, who the toughest schedule is. What are your thoughts on Emmanuel Acho? What are your thoughts on what I just uh, relate to you from that? Uh, a couple of things. Uh, the Cowboys were in the same boat as the Dolphins. And I'm talking about just this matchup coming up. The Cowboys were in the same boat as the Dolphins up until that Eagles game where they beat the Eagles at home. Yeah. My thing with the Dolphins is that they haven't lost to a team over 500 at home yet. Now, if they lose to the Cowboys, then I, trepidation steps in. Because then I'm like, okay... I kind of gave you the benefit of the doubt because I think that this Dolphins team is a different team at home. But if they go ahead and they blow this game against the Cowboys at home, and if they lose a close game, then I still don't feel too bad. But if they right. lose convincingly, if the Cowboys, after getting their ass kicked by the Bills last week, Preach come it. and they kick the Dolphins' ass, then at that point, I start to worry. But until that happens, I'm not too worried. The 0-4, beating four teams, like, like I said, let's say hypothetically the Cowboys win – against the Cowboys here at home. They lose to the Ravens on the road, and Mm -hmm. then they beat the Buffalo Bills at home. Which will basically basically get you the division. If that's what happens, that will basically get you the division. And a home game against, like, who who did they play? I think the last last preview they had us was against the Colts. That's the last, based on standings right now, it would be the Colts. So against the Colts at home, against the Bengals at home, if the Dolphins end up with a home game, in the wild card round, and they beat the Cowboys and the Bills at home, I have no problem believing that the Dolphins can beat just about anybody at home. But if they lose to the Ravens on the road, then at that point, every team that they've played over 500 on the road, they've lost to. So at that point, then doubt does set in. Because, okay, I know that they could win on the playoffs at home, but if they lost to the Ravens on the road and everybody else on the road, then when that second round, that AFC championship game comes around, unless you're playing at home, then I do have a hard time believing that they can make it all the way to the Super Bowl. But I, I think, like he said, a lot rides on this game. I, I agree. I think the the onus, I think the pressure, I think who it matters to more is the Miami Dolphins. Because you're not just playing for seeding here, ladies and gentlemen. Whether you win the division, great. Win the division. I think that's the most important part. I don't care if you get the one seed, two seed. Sure. 
I want you to win the division playoff game at home. Mm -hmm. But these Dallas Cowboys, Danny, they played a very bad game against those Buffalo Bills. Horrible. And and Josh Allen completed what seven passes that round. So when I look at Mm -hmm. when I look at this game, Danny, you're gonna tell me that Devon Achan. Raheem Mostert can't do the same exact thing that Cook just did against these Dallas Cowboys. Now, granted, people are going to go and change up their scheme. They might do a couple of different things. They can't. You got Tyreek Hill. Tyreek Hill's going to play. Correct. You're you're coming yeah. into you're coming into Hard Rock where we're going to get a healthier Tyreek Hill back on the field. Now you got a game plan against him, and you're talking about the leading touchdown getter in the NFL in Raheem Mostert. I'm sorry. Besides that game, and by, I'm not trying to take away anything away from Mr. Cook, he had a balling ass game. But mm-hmm. what I'm saying is, outside of that, he hasn't had a game to resemble that game this season or in his career so far. He balled out. Nobody's taking that away from him. What I'm saying is, our running backs are a little bit better, and I'm sure that our wide receivers are a little bit better than the Buffalo Bills. We could we could put a major game plan in place to knock these Bills out. Now, here's my question to you. We know we got the offensive firepower. So do they. That's what I was about to say. Right. So now let's move on to our defense. I've told you for weeks now. I get it. We're punching bad teams in the mouth. But I'll go all the way back to Patrick Mahomes where we only limited him to 14 points and from that game moving forward. This defense, I think, Danny, and obviously you're going to drop your two cents. This Mm -hmm. defense is set up in a position that they're playing at home. And we'll get to the crowd here in a second. They're playing at home. They're playing very well since that Kansas City game, even better every other week. You don't think we have the players in place to be able to shut down Tony Pollard and C.D. Lamb? I do. I 100% do. I do. The way that the defensive lines – look, I, I, wish, I wish Phyllis was healthy. But, 100%. E- but even then, Van Ginkle's been balling. Bradley Chubb has come out of absolutely nowhere. And it's, I, I don't like saying that because obviously he's a big name. But Bradley Chubb wasn't playing like this last year or at the beginning of this year. I feel the same way, Carlos. Dallas is the easiest of the three. Yes, and I agree. I agree agree. with Carlos. Of the the Ravens in Baltimore and the Buffalo Bills, which just randomly found whatever they were missing in the beginning of the year, they found it. They're just kicking everybody's ass all of a sudden. I don't want to see the Bills in a must-win game week 17. Correct. Miami or Buffalo, I don't want to see them in a game that matters. So you take care of the the Cowboys. I – I never. I know that's tough for you to say. I neither do I. They're the I, most I overhyped team yeah. in like ever history. They haven't won shit since the nineties. And I, I just, I just have a hard time believing in them. I always think that they're gonna choke. And what would give me some caution is mm-hmm. that kind of how I felt. Remember when I told you that I felt confident about the Jets maybe pulling off an upset somehow against right. the Dolphins until yep. they got embarrassed by the Titans. And then I said, oh, that's it. They're going to come out for blood. And they did. The Jets, they they, did. And, the, and the Jets have no chance. Now we have the Buffalo Bills who just kicked the Cowboys' ass. And now the Cowboys are like, we got something to prove. And they're still fighting for the division with the Eagles right behind them. Like the Cowboys are coming out here feeling like it's a must-win statement game. Because remember, sure. they also have a lot to prove for this game. So um, I, I just – I can't see the Dolphins losing. I know we're not in predictions yet. Yeah. But I – I don't know. I, 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 really I, I, listen, first of all, Carlos, welcome to the show. I don't know if you've had 
uh, the opportunity to join us before, but thank you so much for being here. But I, I, we just talked about this a few moments ago. I think that out of the three remaining opponents, I put the Dallas Cowboys as the number three as far as toughest. Yep. Baltimore for me is number one, and obviously leaving the leaving the Buffalo Bills as number two. Danny, one more thing, and it's literally just to touch on it real quick, because it was the last segment we talked about. Arn Hard Knocks, how much did you appreciate Mike McDaniel knowing that it was going to be a one-play hitter-quitter to Jalen Waddle? I, I didn't ask you about it because it just slipped uh, my mind, well, but I need to I, ask you about it. Well, when we had that uh, the post-game ga- uh, show, remember? We came on. Yeah. I told you, he basically rocked them to sleep like a lullaby, yeah. like a baby, and yeah. he knew it. He, he knew it. it. The very first play, the next episode, he's like, all right, that's it. They're getting a little sleepy. They're getting yeah. a little sloppy. Yeah. This is going to be a one-play drive because he knew what he had done. He had set it up perfectly. Yeah. And the genius in him is that I've set this up so nicely that on first down, they think I'm either going to run or play action, bring that safety down. I know you're going to bring that safety down. And yep. they did, man. And that was really cool. As, I mean, obviously I love the way it, yeah. I love the way he goes up to Tyreek and says, I have a hard time thinking not, this won't be uh-huh. right, a one-hitter quitter. And he's like, Jalen Waddle, right now. And uh-huh. then you can tell when it happens, he's just smiling. He's like, I fucking knew it. But that's what scares me. Right. Sometimes I think he's a little too cocky, you know? He is. He is. That scares we, me, though, because we've that's talked like a about thin that. Line. We talked works, about that. Yeah, when, it's, when, it's a th- when it works, it's awesome. Because, like, wow, that's awesome. But. but I think I could win or lose with that type of cockiness. Yeah. Because he yeah. has that much faith in his team. Now, if he had a piss poor team, if he had no talent on the team, and then he still. I'm like, all right, bro, bring it back a little bit. Yeah, bring it back that, just a little that's, bit. That's when the fourth down attempts and and all that other stuff. That's right. like, eh, which we on, talked man. about. You know, the play, nuts in the barrel. Play, yeah, the nuts yeah. in the barrel. Right. Play it right. safe sometimes. Play it safe sometimes. All right. Yes, yes, he definitely is. He definitely <laughs> is. I've gotten him there. I've gotten yeah. him there, Carlos. Look, Listen, let's. I, talk. I appreciate good football. I'm a Jets fan, but I appreciate good football. Well, then let's. You you appreciate this. Based off what Emmanuel Ocho said in that video that we just watched, what do you think a loss – fuck the Cowboys. What do you think a loss means for this Miami Dolphins team if we go on Christmas Eve and lose? And now I'll take that one step further because you said if we lose in a close game, hey, you'll feel okay about it. Mm-hmm. But what if we get dominated somehow, some way, offensively and defensively? How would you feel after that if it is a loss? I would start to think that there's no chance that they beat the Ravens in Baltimore, Mm. that the Bills and the Dolphins will be playing for the division the final week of the season because the the Chargers, I'm sorry, the Bills play the Chargers on Saturday. So we'll already know before the game on Sunday if the Bills are just a little bit closer to catching up to the Dolphins in the standings. And then they play the Patriots the week after. The Patriots are going to start openly tanking because they want that top pick. Yes. So at that point, with the Bills playing against the Chargers and the Patriots, I don't think they're going to lose either one of those two games. So if the Dolphins drop it against the Cowboys, I think that means big trouble because you go from possibly winning the division to very possibly being in a really tough game, the last game of the season. And with the Bills and all that momentum, although – it's a home game for the Dolphins, so it makes me feel a little better about it. Yep. I would still be very fearful. And as a battered fan, you'd assume that most Dolphin fans would kind of be like, oh, shit, here we go again. 
the batteredness, the batteredness is going to kick in real quick if we lose yeah. this game. And I, I agree with you. I agree with every single point you just said. Here's my thing. Like Emmanuel said, no team has ever done it. This Miami Dolphins team with its coach, with its quarterback, with its running backs, with its wide receiver, with the way that Vic Fangio has defense playing, has an opportunity to do what other teams haven't done since 2000, like you mentioned. You know that you've known me for a shitload. Danny, I'm 40 now. You've known me since I was 15 years old. God damn, Just 40, right. let, let that sink in. <laughs> let that sink in. Yeah. And I've never been to a place that I could say, I look at this Miami Dolphins team, but like, this is the year. This is the year, Danny. But I'm, is, isn't it funny that you said that Dalvin Cook might have gotten you there? <laughs> I, I, what? I, 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 <laughs> never, I never said such Dalvin, things. I never said. By the way, that fucking scrub. Let, oh let's talk gosh. about Dalvin. I'll, I'll say oh. that just to touch on that comment because he's gonna, he, he called me out. So I got, I got to reply. <laughs> Dalvin Cook. Dalvin Cook. Jesus Christ. Jesus. Dalvin Cook, ladies and gentlemen, would have had a much better season behind this Dolphins O line. That what he did in oh, New York. Yeah, I believe that one hundred percent. But but Hon wouldn't blow up if he wouldn't Correct. have gotten the opportunity. Correct. And he would have been like easy. Uh, what's his face? Azabek kind of kanda. Hello, Marissa. Welcome to the show. <laughs> now I will tell you this, and I'm sorry for my language, ladies. I swear to God, I meant to say cook. But Danny, talking about this, <laughs> I feel ninety nine point nine nine percent sure. Yeah, we have everything to need. We have everything we need to make it to the Super Bowl. I feel that in my core of core. You know, you've never heard me say that. No, I haven't. Danny, I feel so confident in this team, Danny, that if we were to lose, let's say wild card game, if we were to lose, I say run it back with the same exact team. I would say run it back with the same exact team. No additions. Jason Sanders is an MVP. Shout out to Danny for that one. I think we don't need to make any more additions to this team. Now, granted, you could ask something if you want to feel more comfortable about it, but I would take every single player on this team as is and run it back next year. That's how confident I feel. I feel so confident about this team, Danny, that I think we have the quarterback, running backs, everything in place, especially Raheem Mostert at the age of 31, playing like he's 26. Yeah. It's like you're taking so much pressure off of Tua. Granted, so is Tyreek. I get it, ladies and gentlemen. But you rarely see a 31-year-old running back have 19 touchdowns in one season. You don't. You don't see it. How many but, did he get that 70-point game? Oh, man. I don't know. I want to say that he had two. That's what we shot him up, no? Yeah. I, I, I want to say he had, had a big game that Right. Achan had like three or four that game, which yeah, was like yeah, yeah. three on the ground, one catching. So it, it, it was a good game. But, Danny, that's what the winner loss meant. I think with a win, it doesn't really do anything because I don't consider the Dallas Cowboys the toughest opponent. I think that if you beat them, you're just taking care of business at home like you're supposed to do, like a good team does, and that's what the Dallas, I mean, the Miami Dolphins will do on Sunday when we go, what up, what up, dog? What up, my boy? Welcome to the show. Raheem Mostert had three touchdowns that game. Yeah. Injuries are the only way we don't go far. Yeah, I agree, Joe. I agree. I agree. But, uh, okay, I, but I have a question for you and Joe. Let's say hypothetically, right? And, hypothetically. And I, I think that you guys have to pull off one of these last three wins. But let's say I agree. You, I agree as well. But let's say let's say you don't, right? Let's say you somehow go zero and three, and you okay. make it to the playoffs as a wild card team, right? Because I still sure. think ten wins gets you into, as a wild card. I, I agree. So you have to play 
four games, well, three games, I guess, technically, because the fourth one's a neutral site, three games yeah. on the road. Do you still yeah. feel as confident about making yes. the Super Bowl? You okay. want to know why? You know, another team that did that, the Pittsburgh Steelers. Oh, many, no, no, many, teams many do it all the time. Yeah. Yeah. Right. The, Gi the Giants did it twice. Like, the, teams do it all the time. If you're telling me that I have a healthy Tyreek Hill, I have a healthy Jalen Waddle, I have healthy running backs and healthy Tua, I will take that to the bank every single time, and I still feel confident. If we were to lose a component like a Tua Tungavailoa, we were to lose a component, like, done for the season of a Tyreek Hill, then, then I won't feel as confident for the simple reason is that the teams you're going to be playing in the playoffs, they're going to make adjustments. They're not the New York Jets. You're not going to play the New York Jets who didn't make any adjustments during that game against the Miami Dolphins. You're going to have the Kansas City Chiefs that make adjustments. You're going to have um, the Baltimore Ravens who make adjustments. You're going to have the Buffalo Bills who make adjustments. If we lose a very key component like a Tua Tungavailoa or a Tyreek Hill, then it will have a different. But this team, healthy, even as a sixth seed or seventh seed, whatever that final seed is, yeah, I feel confident. Well, I feel confident that we can beat anybody. Not not to beat a dead horse, but in sure. the hypothetical that I that I said, that means you would be zero yeah. and seven against over five hundred teams. That's you correct. would still yeah. feel like, you would still feel as confident, even though you went into the playoffs zero and seven against over five hundred teams. The only reason is is because once the playoffs start, that's a whole new season. Okay. Everybody's everybody's zero and zero. Anything can happen once the playoffs start, and we've seen it. We've seen it from teams who are the yeah. six seed. We've seen it from teams. It. I don't see you losing three either. I'm sorry. Right. Yeah, I don't. I don't Listen, see Joe, Joe, we we are as bipartisan as possible on this show. Mm -hmm. I see no way that we go 0-3. Nah, Whether we either. escape with the victory against one of these teams, whatever, but I don't see a scenario at all, and I could be dead wrong, and I hope I'm not, but I don't see a scenario where we go 0-3. Uh the Bills are that team that like the I 2000 agree. Ravens. The Ravens, no, Carlos, that, you're, dropping, Ray Lewis, you're dropping bombs here because I agree. That that 2000 team in the 2000 with Ray Lewis and Ed Reed, you would just be like, well, they have Kyle Bowler as quarterback, but then they just wouldn't die and they'd just be there. And the Bills, they just figure it out. And you got to give them credit because. And listen, I, I, I shit on Josh Allen a lot. I think he's a great player, but I shit on him just because, you know, it's Josh Allen and it's a Buffalo Bill. But Josh Allen, even if you stop his arm, then you got to worry about his legs. Danny has seen this as I a Jets so fan. They have, they have stopped his passing, and then he'll rush for 130 yards. I know, so That's funny. the only reason that I, I feel confident in saying that the Bills are the second most difficult, and then obviously you have Lamar Jackson uses his legs. Then you have their three running backs who are averaging like 80 yards a game. Then you have that solid defense that this guy always has his team playing really good football. So, Danny, outside of that, Real quick, we won't spend too much time on it. Oh, I'm um, sorry. Real quick, you were yeah. saying that he, he has his team playing good football. Did you see that Josh Allen got the game ball last week? Oh, my God. That, I, I talked about that on Monday on Clock Blockers that I couldn't believe that they didn't give the ball to Cook. I really that's, couldn't that's, believe they didn't give the ball that, to Cook. That was horrible. That was yeah. horrible. I, I agree. Real quick, we're not going to spend too much time on it because we want to get to prediction time here. They are expecting the stadium to be somewhere around 75% Dallas Cowboys fans. Now – we talked about this at the beginning of the year, ladies and gentlemen. Dallas Cowboy fans travel. Mm -hmm. Outside of season ticket holders, the Miami Dolphins, the team itself, holds a certain amount of seats for away games. Mm -hmm. I mean, for, for away teams. Obviously, you have to do this, you know, not for a competitive nature or, or anything along those lines, but it's because you're going to sell a lot. You're going to be able to increase those ticket sales a little bit more because now you have outside fans coming in. We talked about this at the beginning of the season. We knew 
that if there was going to be a game where it could be more of an away game for us was going to be this one. Cowboy fans travel, Danny. So mm-hmm. my question to you, sir, we, this, this part isn't surprising to us. The fact that it might be an away game for the Miami Dolphins. It's like a Yankee game at Marlins Stadium. Correct. So my question to you is, do you think this is really a detriment to yes. the Miami Dolphins as far as crowd noises and that? Or do you think that it, 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 it's no big deal? I, I do think it makes a difference, right? Look, I've always told you when there's two good teams. That, that's, I, that's a projection. That's a projection. Uh, that's a projection. That's that's what they're saying, that it could be somewhere in the vicinity of 70. I, think, I, I think that's too high. Yeah, I think that's uh, way too high. It, it might be close to 50%. I think it'll be 50-50. Look, the Dolphins are good right now. If this would have been a season where the Dolphins aren't playing that great or maybe, I don't know, what, what would they be right now, like six and seven or something, yeah. something along those lines, then I, I could see that on a Christmas Eve, everybody's like, nah, I'd rather spend Christmas Eve with my family. But the yeah. Dolphins have a legit squad that people are like, we might make the Super Bowl. People want to be a part of that. So I don't think as many people sold their tickets. I think it's going to be heavy on the Dolphins. But remember, the Cowboys come, what, every eight years? I mean, now that they change the schedule up with the 17th game, sometimes it might change a little bit. But on average, it's once every eight years. Yeah. And there's a lot of Cowboys fans down here. Yes, there is. Yes, there is. And I the- think. I think that the fact that they have been pumping crowd noise, even when they played the Jets, they had a, they only had the team in the bubble, and they were pumping in crowd noise. I think they're prepping for this scenario. And I agree, Joe. Even 50-50 isn't good for us. I agree because, listen, Miami fans are rowdy, but Cowboys fans are just as rowdy. So I don't think it will be 75%. No, I don't think so either. The worst-case scenario I'm thinking is 60-40. Best-case scenario I'm thinking 40-60. Yeah. I, 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 listen, all I know well, is that 40 is still a big, big ass percent correct, for, for a traveling for an away team. That's a lot. Mike McDaniel knows what he's doing. I think that he'll have like you saw it yourself. If you've been watching Hard Knocks, ladies and gentlemen, or if you haven't, please go watch Hard Knocks. Like the way this guy has his team playing, the way he analyzes games after wins and losses, it's something to speak about. But I don't think it will be that much of an issue. Now, if it's 80 20 out there. And they're as loud as it was when we went up to Buffalo. Because you remember, when we were in Buffalo, was it week three? I don't think Tua heard anything that was going on from how loud those <laughs> Buffalo Bills were being. But yeah. that, that goes to the side. Danny, we're going to go ahead and move into prediction time here. So okay. I will go first. All right. The Dallas Cowboys are playing great offensive football. The Dallas Cowboys are playing great defensive football. But – just like said Miami Dolphins, they've been picking on a whole lot of nobodies. Now, you have two people who the media has basically said, cupcakes of the NFC, cupcakes versus the AFC, and now we get to watch it on the field. When you talk about strengths versus weaknesses, I'm taking two over Dak Prescott. And that, by the way, I'm not shitting on Dak Prescott. I think Dak Prescott is a very good, serviceable quarterback. Would I put him in the realm of great? No, because he hasn't done shit yet for the Dallas Cowboys. So that's why I wouldn't say that Tua is the greatest quarterback in the NFL right now because he hasn't done yet anything for the Miami Dolphins, but he's had obviously a smaller career sample than Dak Prescott has. But when I look at the strengths, I take our running backs over their running backs. I take our receivers versus their wide receivers. Outside of Makai Parsons, sir, outside of that one guy. Which is a monster. Which is a monster. That guy will change the game by himself. Mm-hmm. But the, the fact that our offensive line, even with the injuries, Danny, has been playing lights out. 
I think Makai Parsons is still, still going to get a couple of sacks. I still. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. That that rookie man. That I'm. I, there's a lot of teams out there. They're like, how the fuck did we miss on this guy? Mm-hmm. But I take our strengths or our players on those key components outside of Makai Parsons. I think Makai Parsons is Makai Parsons to them on defense is what Tyreek Hill is on offense to us. So let's say those two cancel each other out. That means every other player is up for grabs. I will take, and this is not just me as Dolphins. I'm, I'm literally telling you what I strongly believe just as an outsider looking in. I think we have better players on both sides of the ball. If Makai Parsons and Tyreek Hill cancel each other out, I think the Dallas, I mean, I think the Dallas Cowboys come into hard rock and lose this game, Danny. I think they lose it. 21-27, Miami wins this game. Okay. Defensively, you guys are very similar. Yeah. The Dolphins allow 293.4 yards a game. The Cowboys allow 294 yards a game. Mm-hmm. So it's right there, fifth and sixth best. And when it comes to points scored, the Dolphins lead the league with 31.5 points scored per game. And the Cowboys are right behind them with 30.8. So statistically, very similar. Both beating cupcakes. But the advantage goes to the home team. Mm-hmm. I, I, I can't imagine unless, like you said, it's like 80-20. It's still going to be a home game for the Dolphins. I, I just can't see this. And I think that Cook last week for the Bills exposed what – I was looking statistically. They're not great as far as uh, defending the run. Right. But I think that last week really showed the weakness in defending the run. So even if they were to come out and kind of put their head like, we need to stop the run, that mm-hmm. opens them up in the back end for Jaden Waddle and Tyreek Hill, which is something that you just can't do. So I just don't see how the Cowboys can figure this out in a week away from home in uh, Hard Rock Stadium. I'm going to go with you, and I'm going to say – Let's go. Let's go. I'm going to say Dolphins 30, Cowboys 24. 30 to like 24 it. is what I'm going to say. I like it. I like it. Yeah. HN, baby. HN all day, brother. HN and if the Dolphins all win, day. If the Dolphins win, they clinch the division. Yes, they do. Mm-hmm. Yes, they do. And by the way. One win. We talked about this. I think it was one of the first segments when we started talking about this quote-unquote cupcake. Um, we said – if Cook could do this against the Dallas Cowboys, there is no reason. Nobody could convince me HN can't expose the Cowboys the way that Cook can. I'm sorry. I w- Again, not just as a Dolphins fan. I'm just telling you how it is. I, I can't watch Cook that Bills that. game. Was it Go between the it. tackles or out wide? Everything. Because the Dolphins kill running. people out wide. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yes, we do. Yes, we do. Mm-hmm. Danny, any, any final thoughts on this episode before we move out of here, man? No, I'm excited because it's going to be a big-time game on a Christmas Eve. It's 425. I wish it would have been a 1 o'clock game. 425 is kind of late for Christmas Eve. It's, but, it's, usually, um, for, it's usually the Cowboys game that makes us be a 425 game. It's like yeah, they man. don't play at 1 o'clock games. No, no. The Cowboys are – that's why they call them America's team, even though I right. – eh, whatever. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but no, no. I, uh, I'm excited for it, man. And uh, This is where the, the Super Bowl run starts, right? If there is a Super Bowl run to be had, it starts this week. So I agree. definitely excited. I agree. Well, Merry Christmas to you, sir. Merry Christmas to Jenny. Merry Christmas to the kids. Merry Christmas to your entire family. Happy holidays to everybody who tuned in and listened to us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you get your podcast fix. Shout out to the the chat today. Carlos, uh, 
Damacoy. Did I pronounce that right? Joker, all in the chat right now, showing love. I appreciate you guys. Happy holidays to you and to your family. Um, I think it's going to be a Dolphins victory. That's my final thought. I think that if there's one, and by the way, he, he said he said he he sees the Dolphins going three, you know, to finish out the season. I will be stupid. It, by the way, they're still questionable. They're still questionable. I think we'll get an answer Howard to those. Holland. Yeah, I think we'll get an answer to those two guys come Friday. But outside of that, Danny, I don't see a scenario where we don't at least win this one. So if you're telling me that we're going to win one out of the final three, it's this one. I, the one that I feel best about is this one. So oh, I, I'll give you my predictions for the next two games already. If they lose this game, I'm predicting two losses coming down, unfortunately, because I just don't see how you bounce back. Epa. All right, ladies and gentlemen, Danny, take us out. All right. If you are listening on radio, I'm sorry, on audio, we appreciate you listening all the way to the end. Please leave a five-star comment, review, all that other good stuff. And if you are watching on YouTube, please like, subscribe. For those of you that were in the chat, we appreciate you sticking with us all the way to the end. And until the next one, have a good one.